Welcome back to Can We Fix It? Today is our Jingle Bells drunken year-end review. Uh, it's a holiday special, It's a folks. holiday special. Um, folks with an X, because we're woke. Everybody, everybody knows that. Um, I'm your host, Maura Walsh, already half in the bag, uh, here with my delightful and talented co-host, Jennifer the Vulpinator Douglas. Merry Christmas, Jen! Merry Christmas, Miss Maura! So, that was the sound of us taking a sip of our cocktails together. Oh, you don't have to worry about that. Greg edits all the pauses out, and so people aren't going to know how many times we sip our drinks during this. Oh, yay! Thanks, Greg. I had no idea. This is amazing. Um, although, maybe we should turn it into a drinking game. I honestly, I was thinking earlier today about how it would be fun to make it a drinking game where we took a drink every time one of us swore, but you have to drive home at some point. <laughs> I still have to drive home to Charlestown from <laughs> Providence. Like, you so know it's going to have to be an overnight if we yeah, ever want to do this episode. That's probably, that's probably not safe. Yeah. Um, this year sucked. <laughs> this year sucked. Yeah, we don't really start to finish. We don't really have anything cheerful. Oh la la, fuck everyone. This is not okay. We were gonna do this best and worst year in review until we realized uh, we didn't have a best. There was no best. Zero. There was no best. Yeah. Oh, you know, you want something to blow your fucking mind hole? You ready? Ready. Dan McKee became the governor this year. Why does doesn't that fuck you up? Does it feel like he's been governor for like 15 decades? I feel like he's been dictator for like 37 years and we just can't get out <laughs> yeah. from under the tyrannical thumb of he's incompetence. Been, he's been governor for less than a year. And I think I can say with confidence that he is fucking terrible at it. Oh my God. I was like ready to give this man a chance. Oh yeah. You know, he used to have to bring his own folding chairs to his own press conferences and set them up himself. And I was like, let him try. Come on, give it give to him. Give him a chance. Yeah, no, that did not go well, you guys. Mm. That did not go well. Everything that was even somewhat functioning has been completely undone. Mm. COVID testing, the COVID response, public meetings. Oh, gosh. Ev literally, well, literally everything. Just everything has been undone. We're literally back to square one. And Senator Dominic Ruggiero, with the fucking, with the manifesting power of just his positive thoughts and nothing else. Yeah. Has said that he predicts in 2022, we're going to kick COVID and everything's going to go back to normal. That's what we said last year at the end of 2020 when we started getting vaccines. Don't fucking poke the bear, Dominic. Not Don't even just that, like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't just sit on a mountain of, like, untested PCRs and, like, watch hundreds of people get admitted to the hospital yeah. every day with this new variant and be like, we're going to pull through. No, I'm not mandating masks. We have the no, highest transmission gonna... rate in the country. Where where are you living right now? It is so embarrassing to be the smallest state with the most COVID cases. Like, that is so fucking embarrassing. Oh, my God. If this were Gina Raimondo, everybody would have... A fucking brain aneurysm. Yeah, you all would have lost your shit far more than you already have. Mm. Far, far more than you already have. You would have found a way to try to hang her. You just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. 
Dan McKee. So if you remember early on when Dan was choosing who his replacement was going to be for lieutenant governor, we recommended that everybody get like a two week lieutenant governor period, right? Yeah. Remember like lieutenant governor for a day or it whatever. It was amazing. Um, and part of me thought like two weeks is not long enough to determine whether or not somebody is garbage at a job. I was wrong. Obviously, I was wrong because, I mean, Dan has been here for like a unicorn fart of time. Like just like half of a whisper of a minute. And he is so comically bad at this job. I'm a little bit wondering if this is like a Sasha Baron Cohen thing. Yeah. If he's like the Borat governor. Mm-hmm. Um, like with the comical um, corruption with like the ILO stuff and like the comical ineptitude with COVID. This dumb asshole really came out with a press conference <laughs> to be like, guys, it's getting really, really bad with COVID. In five days, you should all totally start wearing masks. We're not going to take a media Not pressure. now. Not now. It's really bad. In not five now. days. Well, then well, why God. didn't you have the press conference in five days, asshole? Like, I don't understand these people. He's so bad at this. So, considering that we are... Well, I'd say by now three quarters of the way into the bag, we're going to play drunken dictator of Rhode Island because there is so much money right now. There's so much ARPA money. ARPA, ARPA. There's enough ARPA money for a mistering in all 39 cities and towns. I mean, we have the means, everyone. This could very well be your town's wet dream. <laughs> Come to life. I see what you did there. <laughs> Morris had a little more than me. Mora also has a <laughs> wicked low tolerance, which is deeply tragic. Hard, and deeply hard left, hilarious for us. Hard left turn. One of my favorite things about um, when when everybody was on my ass about me talking about the drinking at the state house was after I said. You know, I think it's kind of crazy the amount of drinking that goes on here. Everybody up there assumed that I was like a sober person. Oh, no. Or that I was like a recovering alcoholic or oh, something. Oh, no. You just had standards. And they, they would be like, oh, do you like not drink? And I was like, not at four on a Tuesday. Like, yeah. I didn't think that that was a weird line to draw. Yeah, I didn't think this was strange. Like, I did not think that was all weird. And one of my favorite comments ever was somebody on Twitter was like, guys, a representative named Walsh. <laughs> Is saying that they drink too much up there. Ah, ah. I feel like we really need to be concerned. How bad is it? Yeah. How bad is but it? But if any of you actually met me, you would recognize that, like, I'm a literal two beer queer. And, like, I, like, I have such a low tolerance. It's amazing. Um, it's adorable. It's so cute. It's very I used, charming. I used to be quite the drinker before, um, before my son was born. Uh, before late my, I was like, you know, trying to pickle my liver. 
that was uh, that was the plan. Most was of us just... do in our early years. We have in my early fun. in my early twenties, my plan was to make my uterus uh, an inhospitable environment. I was like, if my blood is ninety proof, nothing will nothing survive will in throw there. there. Hey, it worked for quite a while. I love it. Um, but so yeah, I used to be a great drinker, and then. And then my kid was born yeah. and, and it's not just like a short term thing. Oh, and that's you up for life. Right. And, and I, I fully thought, right. And I'm old. Literally. Like I thought like, oh, it's just cause I was forcibly sober for 10 months. No, like, you don't bounce back. No, like you don't. Like you I don't. really, I mean, on the bright side, my bar is always stopped because it right? literally takes me two drinks I and know. I'm like, okay, good night. Goodbye. I'm done now. Um, bedtime. It's bedtime. Um, so for drunken dictator of Rhode Island, I think we uh, we're gonna go over some of the most talked about topics, um, and you know we'll come up with our our drunken solutions. And I think that a good uh, sort of segue would be um, COVID. What would you do about the Decepticon variant, Dictator Jen? Dictator Jen, for real, would have shut down schools. And I I am in no way somebody who wants to see kids go back to distance learning permanently. I do not want that. I'm I'm not down for that. But I think when your transmission rate gets above wherever the fuck we're at right now, because it's not good, I think you need to take into consideration the kids. Keep them home for, they should have all been home this week. They shouldn't have been still been going to school for the past three days. They probably should have been out last week. And I've got lots of bones to pick actually about education right now. So I'm just going to keep going off on it. I do have to say, how dare you? Every fucking school system in this state, when your kid goes to school in the beginning of the year, you have to like fucking sign your life away now saying, I'm not going to send my kid to school with a sore throat, a headache, a stuffy nose, anything resembling allergies, cold symptoms. Yet when you keep your kid out, Multiple times because they have all those symptoms, which are normal cough and cold symptoms 98% of the time. And your kids keep testing negative for COVID over and over again. But then the COVID takes like five days to get your test back and they can't come back to school until they have a negative PCR. You need to fucking offer some distance learning options for the kids that are at home sick because you have kids that are missing four or five days of school at a time. And it's fucking ridiculous. Damn, I didn't even think about that portion of it, right? Uh, yeah, of like a kid who's staying home like to be a, as a preventative measure. Right. Of like that that's just school that you're missing because unless you actually test positive for COVID, they don't send the whole class home, which means they're nope. not going to send work home. Exactly. And there's no option for kids right now that get sick and have to be out. A kid gets the flu, 7 days out of school, 5 days out of school like they're really hit with it. Fuck you, you missed that time out of school. Like there's just nothing you you can't you can't it's not sustainable. I love how like we keep hearing about how oh the testing's down their test grades down the whatever the fucking statewide testing was for the seventh graders. <laughs> Why do you think it's down? Because we're no one's getting the education they need right now, and it's not really anybody's fault. It's not the teacher's fault. It's not the kids' fault. But I mean, none of this was ideal. Yeah, I mean, I guess that this is going to make me sound really old fashioned, but like when I was in high school and you missed a day of school or whatever, um, 
I mean, I'm still of the texting generation. So like I would just text somebody and find out what we did during that day Mm -hmm. that like I could then do at home. And that was something that was feasible because our teachers taught us Mm -hmm. of um, luxury housing when the city of Providence decided to grant another tax break for more luxury housing after knowing that there was no fucking appetite for it. Yeah. Like, that's what blows my mind. It would have been one thing if, like, the 903s were entirely sold out and, like, all of the fucking luxury apartments that overlook the rats swimming through Wenasquatucket River. And then you wonder why nobody wants to pay $3,000 a month to watch rats pirouette across their front lawn. Whatever. Not I the would, point. But um, I would, too. Pizza so rat! Pizza exactly. rat! I'm your number one stand! I'd be tossing shit out there um, for them to eat. But, uh, like, it would be one thing if those were all full. And we said, oh, yeah, there's clearly a market Indeed. for this. Yep. But what is absolutely insane to me is that we knew that there were empty units. We knew that there were empty luxury housing and we let them fucking build more on our dime anyway. Mm -hmm. That blows my fucking mind. It's like walking up to somebody and being like, uh, listen, I already know this is a terrible business venture (laughs) and so do you. How about $2 million and us being like, listen, we did this before and it was a terrible idea. Absolutely where do I sign? What the fuck, you guys? Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus that Christ. I feel like a good idea. You know what? I not. wish that politicians had to put their names on these deals the way that they have to put them, the way that they have to, the way that they choose to put them on every playground, sidewalk, and fire hydrant that they replace yeah. in your city. Every time that like somebody cleans a diaper out of a park, they're like, hey, brought to you by Mayor Alorza. <laughs> every time I drive through... um Oh, what the fuck is it? Silver Lake. Every goddamn sign is like, hey, John Igliosi did this for you. I'm like, yeah, with your money, dumbasses. I wish that it had to say, like, Station Row, brought to you by, you know, Council Chairman John Igliosi. Exactly. All those signs that are, like, you know, on budget, on time for the highway projects. I wish that for every fucking tax break and pilot program that these people greenlight, that their name had to be in prominence on the side of it. These empty apartments brought to you by... Councilman Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard? Terrence Hassett. Oh, my God. I see. Is Terrence Howard an actor? Wow. Yes. He wow. Was, he was once briefly a councilman in Providence. It's one of, if you check his eye and have Howard. If you check, if you check Terrence Howard's <laughs> IMDb. Briefly, Providence Councilman. Terrence was a, Howard. Just, shh. I'll change the Wikipedia before the episode drops. Oh, yes, no one will know. Nobody will know. I love this. 12 o'clock on Friday. 11.57 on Friday. Drop that little <laughs> nugget into his Wikipedia page. Just hope that nobody catches it. No one will know. Um, I'm sure Terrence Howard would have made an impeccable councilman. Uh, not as good as drunken dictators. Uh, Jen, what's your, what's your solution? Oh, um, I have two solutions. One is for our... There has to be some, I know that we leave it to the towns in order to regulate how much affordable housing comes in, but just our last week in Richmond, they approved like three new housing developments and the developers were just like, nah, I don't really want to put affordable housing in here. So I'm just going to pay a fine. And the fine is like chump change. It's a pittance. And it drives me insane that we keep having what we call the affordable housing crisis when it's the crisis that we're building 
you're not building at all. We're not building any affordable homes anywhere. And then all people in town want to do is complain about the fact that our kids can't afford to live here because they're building $500,000 McMansions in a field somewhere. Well, they can't because you're electing people that decide to make it fine for these people to come in here and not put any affordable housing in. Right. As long as you have a mechanism by which people can choose not to do the bare minimum, which is what, like 10% affordable housing or something like that. Oh, yeah. We're nowhere near. Um, If you go like... Yeah, you have to build affordable housing unless you want to give us 20 bucks, in which case you don't have to do it. Yeah. Because that's essentially what you're saying is that like, <clears throat> I mean, it's not 20 bucks, but to these people, it might as well be. Right. Exactly. It's nothing for um, them. And at the same time, uh, you know, you said that you have a lot of people complaining that their kids can't live there, but you would have just as many people complaining if they did make affordable housing. Because when people hear affordable housing, they hear black people. Oh, yeah. They freak just, out over that, too. Like, Panic mode. Yeah. Because we all know that the low-income black community of Rhode Island wants to live in fucking Richmond. Yeah. Where people literally, unironically, drive around with Confederate flags. Sir, your grandpappy did not fight for that team. Exactly. (laughs) He fought for the other team. You know how I know that? Our general location. Like, I do not understand these Swamp Yankees who run around with Confederate flag Uh flags on their trucks where I'm just like, couple things that's not even our team why would you pick a team that wasn't our team specifically the losing team yeah that would be like no i'm not a patriots fan i'm a i'm a dolphins fan no i went out of my way to not to be a fan of a team that's not from here specifically a team that only loses like um why? 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 Sir, why? Why? Why are, are you, you like doing this? this? Why are you doing why this? Why are you doing this? And then then they, then you say it's your heritage. You know, it's not your heritage. Your heritage is like the real Swamp Yankees who would never in a million fucking years support a fucking the Confederacy. I can tell you that right now. These are like spawn of son of Swamp Yankees who think they're shit and they're not. And it's your grandfather up. would hate you yeah. and your little fucking fashy haircut exactly. and your terrible opinions. Your grandfather He's rolling over in his earth. grave. Ugh. Anyway, what was your, you said you had a second solution. Well, to the the second, well how much are bus tickets? Can't we just like bring them all to Kennedy Plaza, put them on a bus and ship them on out of the state? Greyhound therapy. That seems to be what people want to do with our, our homeless neighbors. So. We've done that. <laughs> you were laughing and the look on your face tells me that you think i'm kidding this we've, was my sarcastic solution mind you no we've literally done that when did we do that do you remember tent city vaguely it's in providence it was right under the highway overpass downtown where all the highways converge like mm-hmm. the 610 and 95 and and and, gotcha. East and all that and it was I want to say it was right after Occupy Wall Street. It was like right okay, after so the financial like crash of like 2008. Um, I was already driving at that point. I do remember that because I used to uh, drive. Had, they had this really cool by like week two or three. They had kind of a dope ass mechanism, which was if there wasn't somebody out there to actively panhandle, they had a Poland Springs giant bottle. <laughs> and then another one cut in half, flipped over like a funnel. Yeah. And it was like you a fucking turnstile. Yeah. She was dope. 
<clears throat> like, pay the toll, bitches. Yeah, and one Good of the, for them. One of the little girls that I used to babysit for, every Friday, she would make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and she would go and deliver oh, them to Tent City uh, because she's the fucking salt of the earth, and mm -hmm. she is still an impeccable human. Um, but, uh, yeah, one day, it all just disappeared. Um, every tent was gone. Every person was out of sight, and they had, uh, they had bust them. To oh Massachusetts, my. there was like a parcel of land or some shit in Massachusetts where oh. they could like pitch their tent. Good lord! Um, <clears throat> which you know was there. Oh well, this will give them a place where they can stay, and then they can look for work and blah blah blah. And like the conveniently left out part was like not here, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's not like oh my backyard. god, we we put them in this place where like nobody's gonna give them tickets or anything like that, and it's gonna be great. We and it's just not, not do it here. here too, right? Like we could yeah, just like, not ticket them not here. That here, we could totally do that. Yeah, um, we choose not to because we're dicks. Mm -hmm. Um, it that I honest to god that I think blows my mind the most is that like, and it's not necessarily the workers, right? Because it's not like the Department of Parks and fucking public they don't works make has any fucking option when somebody calls them and tells them to do it. But I still cannot get over the idea that Nick Narducci would post a photo in front of that like a like, like the, he's a like a hero. Like a hero. Mm -hmm. Look at me um, getting rid of the homeless. You know who's had I solved homelessness. No, you didn't. Well, I mean, it's in his mind. It wasn't as good as your option. At least you were gonna bus him somewhere. Some you know, place. and they got a nice bus trip out of the deal. I figured it would just be fun, a little adventure. Jesus Christ, this place is insane. Sometimes on this podcast, I have to make my mind go to the darkest, awfulest thing that people can do to each other, and that was just it. Nice to know they'd already gotten that one covered at some point. All right, last one. Um is i remember it it's oh how do you open schools in a pandemic ah first off the exact opposite of the way that they have done it now i think that's something that we should look at what was the model going in don't fuck do it. that again <laughs> what was the model going in i believe the model going in was fuck it yeah I think it was the Ruggiero model. We're just going to be past this soon, so let's forget that. Manifest. Even... I'm just, I'm just really willing it to be okay. Yeah. I aligned all my chakras. I charged my crystals. Did you put it's it on your vision fun. board? I did. I put it on my vision board. Will it, will it into existence? If you want it, here you go. Well, so the plan this time was pay five million dollars to a consulting group to tell us after we've already opened schools. Mm. What would be the best way to open schools? Now, call me crazy, but I say you give us the $5 million. Yeah. We take two of it for consulting fees. Mm -hmm. And the other $3 million we put into the schools. Because it turns out that what the schools need during COVID is um, money. Who would have thought? Um, you know, like how every other business needed extra money during COVID to like buy supplies to help oh, yeah. mitigate COVID? Um, it turns out you can have our pain for $2 million. Uh, the schools need money. You know what? Because we're so generous and because we're friends, Dan, we'll do it for a million. I'm, I'm okay with That's that. That's 500,000 a piece. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. And then we'll take the other $4 million and we'll give it to the schools to get air filtration systems and Clorox wipes and kid size masks instead of 
asking parents to provide that for them. What the fuck? Um, and then we probably won't have like the highest transmission rate in the country because we will have given the schools what they need. Um, fucking resources. Yes. Mitigation techniques. Why do we do all of this consulting work and get none of the credit, Jen? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, again, by the way, I would do this for high. I would do this for $500,000, Dan. You know, that's only five years at the Democratic Party. If I worked at the Democratic, if I sent out one bitchy email a week and a couple and a couple unsavory, ill-advised tweets. tweets, which I already do for free. Yeah, no I mean, for this, folks. You know what I mean? I could, I could make my consulting fees. God, we're in the wrong line of work, Jen. What I are know. we doing here? I tell myself that. What every are we day. doing here? Why aren't we political consultants? Because no one will hire us. Oh, it's because our names are tainted and nobody wants to work with us. Oh, oh. no, I get that. I, I no, understand. That makes sense. That's fine. Um, it is funny to me how my political career has come full circle. And like when I was first running for office, nobody was allowed to talk to me or be my friend because I was running against a Democratic incumbent. Uh, and now that I shit talk Democratic incumbents um, professionally, mm -hmm. uh, nobody wants to talk to me or because I am... <laughs> Yeah. Like people will be my friend, but like quietly, you know. Oh yeah, no one wants like, to be I'll friends. I'll say hey to you here, but like, please don't bump into me at the state house. Yeah. That would really ruin things the, for the me. Aside for me, for me, for I me. will. Whenever people see me with current politicians, it is a very confused look that the politician gets. I'm just like, really, with Mora. Really? That woman? That seems unwise. I visited Blake uh, Filippi on the island, on Black Island, uh, over the summer, and we bumped into Bill Bartholomew and his wife, and Bill looked like he had just seen a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, did not <laughs> like, understand it, it did, at like, all. It just did, did not compute. I was just like, wait, like, wait, what? what? But, why? But why? But they're, but at the same time, but together but why would he hang out with her she yeah professionally she regularly is a dick is a dick yeah you know what the fun thing about like my relationship with Blake is though is that like he will just call me on it and like not many people do that to me because yeah. I am a salty salty bitch and nobody wants to get on my bad side but Blake will frequently just be like hey um really Really? And I'll be like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. That was kind of dick. Like, I need that sometimes, you know? I need somebody who's going to stand up to me. Oh, our podcast, our dickishness. We can do whatever we want to. Don't, there's that, too. There's that. Fucking <laughs> Actually, I do have to. Can't tell her what to do. I have to issue an apology, and this is months in the making. Oh, who's but now? Lyanna <laughs> Kassar. What did we do so, it was it was subtle, but it was there. Um, do you remember our episode that was uh pretty much entirely about dicks and how people were like really uh annoyed and frustrated with us that we essentially did an entire episode about big dicks and 
big dick energy. Okay. And and that memory, yeah, yeah. ring the bell. By the way, the fact that your face was like, which time? <laughs> because we talk outside of the pod. There's like, it's all together in my brain. I You're like, we didn't know. record that conversation like, record more. That no, the one, one we did Shit. record. So, um, in the midst of all this conversation about dicks and how if women want to be respected in the political world, uh, they should yeah. just bring fake dicks with them everywhere. I, I like took a side tangent to talk about, uh, a really apt comparison that Liana Kassar had made about like how white men, how they operate at like a, right at a zero, zero comfort on, every day. Exactly. Yeah. Except you know, in the context of an entire episode dedicated to dicks, when I then went right into, I was talking to Rep. Liana, and Liana's like actively having a heart attack as she's listening. Like, what did I say to Maura about, about dicks? Dick that she's talking about right now? And why is she about to put it on the podcast? Totally understand. If I did talk to Maura about dicks, it was in confidence. Yeah. And not for public consumption. Sorry, Liana. I will try to have a better recognition of the context with which I insert conversations and quotes. I can say that we have never discussed. (laughs) As friendly as Liana and I are, we have not. We have not talked about dicks. I love her. I have not had that conversation either. And we even did the vagina. I don't monologue. think this is. I was just going to say, I don't know that this is better because now I'm just saying her name. Her name is, is dick, dick over and over and over again. Exactly. Yeah, this is not good. This We're is, ending this now. This isn't the best apology I've ever As Laura heard. just went on another tangent and unfortunately dragged Liana and Dick into the conversation. <laughs> We are now celebrating the two. Okay, moving on. Moving on. What's a good segue? What's a good segue? I will remind you, you just asked us all a few minutes ago why no one hires us to be political <laughs> consultants. This might be a very, is it very. The side tangent? Yes, it's the side tangent. It's the side tangent, isn't it? You know what? I get that. No, I it's insufferable. It. I get that. I understand. I trying to follow a conversation that starts in my brain is like, you know, those family circus cartoons where it shows what the kids did and it's just like a dotted line just in yes, circles and everywhere. Like, like that's my brain all the time. If you think it's exhausting, listen to me. Imagine how exhausting it is being me. Or being in close proximity. Hey, hey, oh. you shut your whore mouth. Everyone loves me. I would be here if I didn't. I know. It's such a long drive. It's such a long drive. If you didn't actually enjoy my company, this would be wildly (laughs) stupid on your part. It would be awful. Just absolutely awful. Because I live in the corner of Rhode Island where everything is 45 to 55 minutes away. I will say, first of all, that really fucked me up about when I was staying with you is that like, but everything is 45 minutes away. Everything. And that didn't make sense because, <laughs> but everything is a different distance from you. Right. But so why does it take the same amount of time for me to get from Richmond to Pawtucket as it does to take me from Richmond to Providence or Richmond to Cranston or Richmond? Like I didn't. It, it makes no sense. Time. It makes no sense. Yeah. But I will say that that 
like it it took a little bit of the Rhode Islander out of me, which I kind of appreciate because up until that point, I had always lived in the same city that I worked in. Ooh, and when I, the country. Well, when I was first <laughs> when I was first quote unquote homeless, um, where I was paying for two rents and still had nowhere to sleep. <laughs> that was a fun time. That was a great um, I was staying with my parents in Connecticut, Warwick. And I remember driving from Warwick to Providence for work and being like, this is insufferable. This is terrible. Because I'd always lived in Providence and worked in Providence. So I'd never had a commute that was longer than like 10 minutes. And so now it was 20 and I was like, this is the worst. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And then I started at first of all, like, and I heard myself complaining and I was like, oh my God, boy, you're such a fucking Rhode Islander. Like yeah. that is so tragic. But I stayed with you for what, like two, three weeks. Yeah. And that was enough for like almost a cultural reset for it me. Does. Not Be- you. It really did because like I, because I now had to factor 45 minutes into any task or like event or whatever <laughs> that I wanted to do. It like it stopped being a chore and it started just being like part, part of, of the, the routine. routine right. Yeah. Um, I still was not great at the gas station thing. That always <laughs> fucked me up because I play it fast and loose with my gas tank. Yeah, that'll cure like, you from that too. that E, that means nothing to me. It's on E when I say it's on E. Okay. Not in fucking Richmond, fam. <laughs> not in Richmond. Okay. <laughs> when that shit hits E, you find a gas station immediately. Hey. And that's the thing, like, you and I were talking earlier about how 2021 sucked ass. Sucked ass. But I feel like a lot of it was, like, false perspective. That, like, 2020 was so terrible that we had this image in our brain that, like, well, there's no way 2021 could could possibly be worse worse than 2020. Mm -hmm. And then the insurrection was, like, Hold my beer. And that was how we started the fucking year. It never ended. And, um, and so perspective works both ways, right? Of that, like, I feel like one of the reasons that I fucking love my current job is because I have the perspective of having worked garbage and terrible jobs. Yeah. And like, I have one of the added benefits with working with some of my friends. And I said to a friend of mine, I was like complaining about something that had happened at work that day. And I prefaced it by saying, I want to be clear. uh, For 10 years, I made $2 an hour to get my ass grabbed. So there's nothing at this job that is going to like, like ruin my day. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So when I complain about that, just recognize that there's like a little bit of perspective to it that like, yeah, there are complaints that everybody has about their job because the fucking job, yeah, no job is supposed to be perfect. Job. You know what I mean? But I always have in the back of my mind that perspective of like, right, but this is where I came from. And so like mm-hmm. the complaints that I have now are nothing in comparison to yeah, complaints completely that I insignificant compared to what you used so, to deal with. perspective wise, I feel like that fucked us a little bit because 2020 was such a goddamn nightmare that we were like, there's no way. Oh, our expectations were high. They were, t- they were way too high. They were too <clears throat> high. I actually, you know what? I, fu- I fucking take it back. I literally, all I wanted for 2021 was just it to be normal ish and have everybody make it through the year. And that did not fucking happen. No, that like, also it just also didn't happen. Like we still had, 
so many people dying of COVID. We had so, it just, and schools were still a mess and things were never normal. And man, it just sucked. It just sucked. I don't know. My expectations were like not even that high. And they still got shit on. And that's why, like, I was talking to a friend of the pod, Jackie Goldman, and friend of the us, um, about how, like, my expectations for this year, or my hopes for this year are so simple, in that I hope it is uneventful. Mm -hmm. This past year was so goddamn eventful for me. And, like, as somebody who goes for very long stretches of time with really nothing interesting happening. <laughs> it was exhausting. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to a year where I just get to be, right? And I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about psychopaths trying to bring JFK Jr. back from the dead and overthrow our democracy. Yeah. I want a year where I don't have to um, panic, test my son and I, every time that we want to go visit my parents, mm-hmm. I just want, and like, I will wear a mask. I will get as many boosters as you ask me to. Absolutely. I will be responsible and um, proactive as opposed to reactive. But like, <clears throat> my mantra has been, it's all going to work out, but I'm still going to put in effort to make sure it does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, everything is going to be fine, but I'm uh, still going to work for it. Yeah, we're going to have to make and, that happen. And, and that is what I hope for this year, is that, like, I'm willing to work for it. Yeah. I'm willing to do, you know, what we as polite members of society are Absolutely. supposed to be doing. Um, and this is a conversation that I, that I had with my son recently is that like, I am very much a rule follower. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't love rules or following them, but that's, I, I just, I follow rules. That's what I do. And I get so much more frustrated when I see people who aren't following the basic rules of society Mm -hmm. because I'm like, listen, I'm not doing this because it's fun. I'm not doing this because I enjoy it. I'm doing it because these are fucking rules of a society. And if none of us follow these rules, we goddamn anarchy. And I'm just sick of it too. Like, what do you think? You think I'm following the rules because I want to make you, you think I want to make you miserable? Like I want to see you unhappy? Are you kidding me? Like you're not existent to me. These, these people that get so angry and don't follow the rules, you would not even exist to me except for the fact that like, the rest of us are not making these rules for you to make your lives difficult. We're doing it so we can all, as a public, have a guideline of what will keep everyone safe. That's what public health is about. And, and I just, they take it so fucking personally. And I also don't understand, like, what what do you think the world would look would look like if everybody behaved the way that you're behaving? Yeah. Where, like, consequences don't matter. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Everyone's like, selfish. I park my car wherever I stop it because that I have decided that that's part. You I'm know done. those people that use hazard lights as a do whatever the fuck you want button? Yeah. As opposed to like a my tire is flat, flat and I need to be exactly. pulled over. Like those those kind of people. The people that are like, no, I know that this says um, no parking, but that doesn't apply to me because I said that it doesn't. Yeah. And so, and, and I always want to say like, doing... what would you do if 
everybody in the world followed this same set of non-rules mm-hmm. that you have decided don't apply to you, it would be fucking chaos. It would be, it would fucking, be fucking chaos. And you wouldn't like that either. No, you'd you wouldn't like that, that either. If everybody decided that the line didn't apply to them and that they could just jump to the front, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? No concept of how many people would be this butthurt over something that we've been mandating for like decades, if not centuries. Like I had to prove that my kid had a fucking chicken pox vaccine before he went to kindergarten. Yeah. I, I we all do. Nobody lost their shit then. Yep. No, because a fucking man with fake straw hair didn't tell you that it was like against your best interest. Like I do not understand. I do not get it. And and those of you that call this a face diaper, I would like to give a special robust fuck you to each and every one of you because I am so fucking sick of hearing you call it a face diaper also like a mask what is your fucking issue i love the mask i don't understand why people complain about the mask i love the mask first of all i haven't gotten sick in like a full calendar year except for remember that horrible fucking flu that i got when i got boosted yeah and wasn't wearing my mask because i was like whatever i got the booster and then i was like oh no i'm dying yeah um won't do that i haven't gotten sick in like a year and b I have a real problem with controlling my face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's good one, to have that little layer of One protection. of the guys at the state house who used to man the auxiliary cameras. So, like, generally when you're on the floor, the only person that the camera's on is the person who's talking. And the, the guy who did the camera room would regularly text me and be like, rep, fix your face. Because <laughs> I would be listening to these people with, like, utter stank face on. Yeah. I'm just like, mm. Yeah, you're mm. disgusting. Mm. Because I wasn't on camera, so, like, I wasn't thinking about it. Um, And I'd also never had a job where, like, all of my facial reactions were on camera. So, like, yeah. having a mask when dealing with the general public is incredibly nice. helpful. Because all I have to worry about is my eyeballs. Uh-huh. I just got to keep my eyeballs nice and neutral, and my mouth can be doing whatever, whatever the fuck the, I want. The, I, I love a mask. I love a mask. It's a good thing. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I mean, it's a little difficult to unlearn that I will say yeah is that like then when I'm like in zoom meetings or in meetings where like my whole face why is every and I'm like oh my god Maura you are looking at this person like they are insane you need to fix your face um but whatever worth it worth it to not get a fucking sinus infection every season change um holy shit we have drunkenly gone through this entire episode it's counting down really fast we have to hide everyone happy holidays we love wear a mask get your booster get vaccinated or else we're gonna make you shop in west virginia um and go be a good neighbor and drink some prosecco in honor of your favorite can we fix it hosts it's our favorite too it is our favorite too we'll see you next time